Welcome to the Warrior Way podcast, where we talk about all things Liberty Christian School. I'm your host for today, Jared Malinchek, Assistant Head of School, and I'm so glad you're joining us for today's show. Today is episode number 17, and we're here talking today about community and leadership with our Director of Alumni Relations, Johnny Isom. So with that, let's dive into today's conversation. Johnny Isom, welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday, baby. I appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. So I know you have a new role, and we'll get into that here in just a couple of minutes, but uh, for a lot of folks that listen to Wear Away Podcast, might be on our website, might be parents that have zero idea about who these guests are coming on, and I thought it'd be great for everyone to hear about your past and uh, and present connection to Liberty. Okay, well... um, you know, I've been here a, a long time and just love the place. But I guess just kind of my background, uh, I'm a military brat. So my dad was in the Air Force uh, for 32 years, uh, retired as a chief master sergeant. So uh, early on, I was, I was born, um, I guess it is early on the day you're born. I was uh, born in Illinois. Um, and then uh, we went to North Carolina and then went to Philippines. So uh, North Carolina, I was in, um, no, I'm sorry, uh, Philippines, I was in kindergarten. Then we went to North Carolina. I was in first grade. Then we went to Germany. Um, and then I was there uh, from third through seventh grade. So the, I was in Ramstein, Germany. Really enjoyed uh, being over there and being on the base. And it was the longest place I've ever stayed somewhere and really had some tight friendships, uh, even being in third, fourth, fifth grade. So leaving there was really tough because there was a group of us that hung out that were there all there for kind of a long time. And so um, in eighth grade, my dad says, uh, we're moving to Texas. That's where he was going to retire. And so I went from Ramstein, Germany to Crowley, Texas. And that was that was a big change. <laughs> that, was a, that was a huge change. So um, got to Crowley, Texas in, in eighth grade. And at that time, I was uh, ath- athletics was kind of my thing. So uh, on, growing up on a military base, you kind of played everything. And that was kind of what everyone kind of did back in the day. And so actually soccer was what I enjoyed the most. And it was one of those ones I picked up fairly quickly. And so um, was having some success. So I came to Crowley and they said, what's soccer? <laughs> they said, uh, you can kick this football. How about that? That's right. And so that's kind of what I did. So it started my athletic career at Crowley. Um, Crowley was really good to me. And I was a football, basketball, baseball guy all through high school and then kind of settled into where I was built like a football player. I love basketball and uh, baseball just came very easy to me. And so had some success in football and baseball and wanted to go to college to do both and kind of got into the process and realized that's that's kind of a dream that wasn't going to happen and so um after my senior year i get drafted by the astros and that was back when the astros were drafting about everybody and so they were kind of <laughs> kind of keep, keeping your rights and then sending you to a junior college and then based on how you did then they would decide kind of contract where you'd go, that kind of thing. And they wanted me to go to Texarkana junior college. And I was like, uh, what if that goes badly? Like I'm stuck in Texarkana. So no offense against Texarkana, but, um, I didn't know it was far from home. And so decided not to do that and ended up going to a small, uh, private Methodist school called, uh, Texas Wesleyan in Fort Worth. It was about 30 minutes from home. Um, at the time I never really have heard of, heard of it. And then the, coach uh brad bass came and 
gave me an opportunity to to play in college and um, it ended up being um, just a great fit for me. And so later on in my coaching career, it really helped me kind of navigate for some kids just because I went to a small uh, private school um, college and really found some success and found my place and didn't realize at the time, this is kind of a crazy part of it. Um, I was a freshman coming in and played center field. That was my position. I was an outfielder. And um, they had a, a kid named Nick Fairless that moved, he was a senior, moved to left field. And so that situation, looking back on it, could have went really badly. He was a two-year starter in center field and they moved him his senior year. And not only did he respond kind of in the way that you would want someone like that, he actually was the one that um, kind of took me under his wing and told me really how to um, study. Because I actually failed music appreciation <laughs> in the fall of my first year. Uh, it was kind of a funny deal because um, it was, you know, I'm like, I, love, I appreciate music, so this should be easy. But there was a lab. We had to go to the library and listen to music, and then they would just play classical music, and you had to kind of say tempo and who the composer and, like, all this stuff. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, please play Michael Jackson. Please play Michael. <laughs> like, I didn't know any of this stuff. So I ended up failing it, and Nick was like, um, you're way too valuable to us. And so he taught me how to study. It was wild. He really had no offense against Crowley, but he taught me how to study and just told me um, just the steps to being a successful collegiate athlete. So oh, a lot to Nick Fairless and just how he handled that whole situation. And um, so um, my collegiate experience was great. Uh, just playing ball, ended up getting drafted again. Uh, after my senior year, I was a Metroplex player of the year, which was really cool. And that's what can, TCU, DBU, UTA. So I had a pretty good season. My, well, I actually had a real good season my senior year and got drafted 28th round by the Orioles and started my professional career. And I still remember oh, we went to short spring training in um, Sarasota, Florida. And we're all the outfielders, I was an outfielder standing in the line. And, you know, it's like you start talking and I'm from LSU and ASU and I went to Texas and I was Texas Wesleyan. So it's like, oh, I don't know if I can play with these guys. And I'll never forget the guy in front of me was a third round, something from LSU. And guy hits the ball to him and it just misses it. Like he was right in front. It's almost like God was like, <laughs> OK, I'm going to let you. So I was like. I, I didn't, I'm pretty sure I can catch it. And so <laughs> it just kind of set the bar where I was like, okay, I just got to catch it. And then I'm ahead of him, at least for this round. And so it kind of uh, started kind of my career. Uh, got sent off to Bluefield, West Virginia. Uh, played a rookie ball out there and really put three really good seasons together, which um, which really put me like on the map with the Orioles, which I think it was a, I was a 28th round draft pick that wasn't supposed to do anything. And I was kind of putting some seasons together. And it was kind of weird when I, when I've, I, I advanced to triple A in three years, which is kind of unique. And I was, I felt like I was always the 28th round draft pick from Texas, small Texas Wesleyan trying to prove something. And then mm -hmm. the manager for our triple A team, Mar Foley kind of fell in love with me. Um, and really, thought highly of me and it, it changed it looking back on it it changed my mindset a little bit and I tried to not let him down and I ended up looking back on like putting a lot of pressure on myself to be something I really wasn't so um I start working my way down at that point so it's like I was a triple a for a little bit then double a I was back in double a and did kind of went back and forth and ended up getting released and then when I got released the, the Orioles actually offered uh wanted me to take a position in the front office 
in Baltimore. But at that time, I just got released. And I was like, no, I'll see you in the World Series. <laughs> That's where you're going to see me next. Is right. in the World Series. And so kind of looking back, and I was like, that would have been interesting to kind of take that on. But because I interned with the Rangers while I was playing uh, minor league ball. I interned with the Rangers. So I kind of saw some of what the front office does and did like kind of that that um, that job. It's a lot of work, mm. um, crazy a lot of work. But I did, I did think that could be somewhere where I could see myself. But at that time, I still wanted to play and played a year of independent ball. Um, and I just remember looking at the lineup one day and being um, more happy that I wasn't playing than I, when, than when I was playing. So that's not kind of new. That's probably time. So I uh, ended up um, going to New York and working at a children's home and working at um, Barnes & Noble on the weekends in a children's home and did that for about eight months working at a um, – um, resident treatment facility where the kids went to school on one side and they did uh, they lived on the other side and it was tough work so in that process um, I um, get a call from my buddy who was working at Liberty Christian School and he says hey what do you think about coming here coaching um, coaching everything and helping with PE and at that point I was kind of already burned out from wrestling kids for eight months. And so I did it. I had a phone interview with uh, Coach Bowles. He was the AD at the time. He says, do you love the Lord? I said, yes, sir. And he <laughs> said, will you be on time? And I said, yes, sir. And he says, okay, you're hired. <laughs> so I think the process is different now. But that's kind of how that started my journey in 2001. That was the first time I was on. Well, actually, it was the second time I was on campus. I did come up here, uh, I think it was 97 or so, and speak to the athletic department so 2001 was my first year uh, being on campus being a assistant PE coach and then I was a, a, I was a JV running back coach varsity get back coach seventh <laughs> and eighth grade head basketball coach for the boys I was boys and girls thrower coach learned uh, how to teach a coach shot and disc and I was assistant uh, varsity baseball coach so those were my first assignments Ooh. and I loved it Busy time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that started the journey. Matt Habern was a sophomore my first year. So that's kind of how I tell people, that's how long I've been here. Shout out to Matt. Yes, yes, the great Matt Habern. Love it. So how, yeah. what was that? what did that progression look like after you got started? You were doing a thousand different things. Mm -hmm. You are busy every single sports season, no matter what was going on. How, what, what transition at Liberty after that for you? Well, then it came where uh, I was kind of slowly being put in charge of things at first was kind of taking over the P department and being in charge. That was the first thing I was officially in charge. Well, I guess the second thing, middle school basketball was my kind of my first okay. time I was, a, I was a head coach of a team, Yeah, but um, that was a bigger department and um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed teaching PE. That was a, that was a fun time. And it was really um, tra transitioning from, Hey, this is recess to no, this is a class. Yeah, we're, we're in PE class, and we're going to treat it like a class and learn some things, and there's going to be discipline, and it was just a lot of fun. Um, and then I did that for a long time, and it was, I guess, I was PE, head of the PE department. Um, I was uh, assistant, um, running back coach, running back coach for football, and then eventually I became head baseball coach. And did that for a long time and then eventually went to the admin side of athletics. I was assistant AD and just lost football at that point, which I enjoyed coaching football. That was a great time. Um, and then I was head baseball coach, so head baseball coach, assistant AD for a long time. And then eventually got into AD 
And then where I am now is director of alumni relations. So it's now you're here. Yes. I love this. This yes. is fantastic, man. Yes. Man, the Lord has obviously clearly used you in all these different roles for all the years at Liberty, man. You've impacted a lot of people. For sure. And it's, it's, um, he's such a good father because I, I, I'm, I'm a major introvert, major. And it's like every level I'm thinking, um, I can't do something. And he's like, I'm going to put you in charge of more people. <laughs> so it's like, thank you. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a prayer that I have almost every morning to open up people and be friendly. And it's just a, it's just a battle. I'm very comfortable just by myself. And, um, so it's just something that, uh, it's been neat to see just God using me in different ways, uh, Amen. on this journey. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. So I want to dive just for a moment before we talk about this new position the Lord mm -hmm. has you in the coaching experience, all those lives that you impacted. I'm curious, do you have a, I don't know if it's politically correct to have favorite <laughs> children or favorite teams, but is there a favorite memory of yours over the years of all your impact here at Liberty and maybe a, a team that sticks out to you or a memory? Yeah, it's it's hard to have a favorite team because they're all so different and special. They're almost like like children. They, they're, all, <laughs> they're all different. Um, I would say one of the, the moments that stands out to me was we were playing Little Elm um, in a, in the Frisco ISD tournament, we we're playing little Elm and there was a, there was a young man that played for little lamb, that little Elm that lost his mother on that day a year ago. And that was, he was having a rough time. And so the little Elm coach, he came over and he says, I think it's pretty fitting that we're playing Liberty Christian because we need to pray for one of my players. And so we got wow. both teams circled up on the mound and I thought he was asking me to lead but this, he prayed for the group and prayed for this young man. When we laid hands on him, oh, the man. kid was bawling. And it was just a really cool, cool moment um, of that he shared with us that he said, there's a reason that we're playing Liberty Christian right now. And this young man needs us. And so we prayed. That was a special moment. And they had another similar moment when I used to take uh, the teams to Arizona. And I think uh, Billy still does. The, he goes to Arizona. We had a, an umpire that was just having a really rough day. And... Um, mm. He's, it actually started off kind of weird how he was acting, and then it just got through conversation through the day that he was he was dealing with some serious grief, and so that was another opportunity where just as a coaching staff we kind of prayed for him, and it really changed his whole outlook on a lot of things. So those two moments kind of stand out to me where they were way beyond baseball, and it was actually what we're trying to do here in these hallways. Yeah, Absolutely, just, yeah, accomplishing that mission. Mm -hmm. I gotta. I have to ask you. With all that experience, it'd be silly of me just to zoom ahead to kind of the present. Is there a, maybe a piece of advice for? I know we have a, a final word on this podcast. Well, you'll get two of these in this episode. But is there a piece of advice you would have for uh, in this day and age of all of the co high levels of competition and athletics for parents as they kind of process this whole thing? I mean, you've seen firsthand, and you gave the stories about this is the stuff that really matters. But is there anything that you would say over reflecting all those years that parents probably need to know about the athletic experience? Yes, it's hard. It's hard <laughs> as a parent. I mean, it's you just someone that you love so dearly is just involved in something they care so much about and you have no control over it. So I I really it, when I I got a 14-year-old daughter and when I when she came into the world, then I had a better understanding of what parents go through. It's mm, hard. Yeah. It's really hard. So yeah. it really affected the way that I did lineups and that kind of thing, because the, those thoughts were always in the back of my mind that it's going to be hard for, for parents. So I, I would just say, I think I've heard it best that as a parent, all you have to do is say, I enjoy watching you play. And that's the end of the conversation and kind of let it run its course. I mean, mm. it's, it's not easy though. I do know that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
in your in your new title, Director of Alumni Relations, you know I've had I've loved chatting with you and all the different conversations that we've had uh, over your time in this role. Tell those that are listening to this what kinds of uh, outside of athletics now, what kinds of things do you get to do in this in this new position? Yeah, it's been great. I think the heart of it, which I love, is um, I believe uh, in this school, and I think we've been we're super blessed with the kids that walk these hallways. Amen. And I think sometimes if this is the only environment you know, you almost take that for granted at times. That's just how special our kids and our families are here. And so um, what this role has done for me is really, and this is another thing that's been cool, is I felt like when I coached, I um, bypassed a lot of relationships with kids because, one, I think kids need coaches. They don't need necessarily friends. They need coaches. And so I think... It's well said. And so that's... And then also, too, I was always nervous about... um, a kid playing for me and the reason they felt like they were playing is because uh, this coach just likes them better than me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of kept kids, all kids at a certain distance and looking back on it, it's, it's hard because you don't, you bypass on relationships, but I think it did kind of make the chemistry of the teams I coached feel like they're out there because they're the best ones. And so I, I do think it did that, but what now what's kind of the positions allowed me to do is kind of go back. That's cool. And um, and really build some relationships that I, I didn't get to do while they played for me or, mm-hmm. or I just didn't know them. So it's been dealing with our alumni. We got 2,500 alumni out there, which is pretty amazing. We're coming on 40 years of existence. Wow. So we're going to have some special stuff for our alumni next year. Just it's a big, big moment for our school. But the main thing is, is, is trying to make um, something – that our alumni can be proud of because they've done a great job of building such a great school. Mm. So I'm trying to make a, and it's kind of what, whether it was a, the girls and boys middle school thrower coach or a varsity baseball coach, I want to make what, what I'm a part of mm-hmm. special for the kingdom. So that's, that's kind of my heart. I want to make the alumni association special and it's been gaining some momentum and it's fun to watch. That's right. Yeah. And I know I've observed just as seeing your work this year, all different kinds of events you've put on and small groups and larger groups, even from the homecoming and the football game and the whole nine yards. I know we have an event coming up in the time of this recording in, in early March. Uh, we're putting on a career day. And I know there's a part for alumni in this. Mm. Uh, what what could our students and parents expect out of the alumni panel and uh, some of the conversation we'll have that day? I'm really looking forward to this. For sure. Well, um, we, you know, we're, tr- we're trying to some get some alumni that kind of span a lot of different industries. And so yeah. they're going to be able to ask questions. And there's something different about when a kid is looking at someone, especially older, that's Worn the Navy uniform that they wear every day. That's so right. I think that's going to be a big moment for our kids that they know exactly what you're going through because they were sitting in that same same spot you were. And it, we've got, uh, I think our right now we got an alumni from 2000 and we got one from t- uh, 2017. So Love that. It's spanning you know almost 20 years of knowledge and they're excited about being back and giving back to our students. So it's just kind of full circle on just how special our kids are that have walked these hallways since 1983. And one more thing that I am currently doing on campus is coaching softball. And so I I can't go without uh, giving them a shout out. So shout out to my girls. It's game day today and I know they're going to do really well. It's been a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the lightning round. Here we're going to have our guests answer as many questions as possible in 30 seconds. Johnny, are you ready? Ready, sir. Here we go. Favorite food? Pizza. 
get it done first or are you waiting for the last minute? Last minute. What always makes you laugh? What makes you laugh? Comedians. <laughs> Do you sleep with your socks on or your socks off? <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Best baseball player of all time? Ooh, Willie Mays. And what is the most annoying sound in the world? Johnny, I want to give you the final word for today's show. Go ahead and share a word of encouragement or a scripture with the warrior community. I guess my word, a word of encouragement would be uh, just to love well. And uh, Liberty Christian School is just a, it's a great place. And I think if we just love each other well, and I think that that's just what we've been called to do. So that that's that's my outro and my email is just to love well. I think it's at the lowest level. It's just to love well. And I just think we need more of that. I want to thank our director of alumni relations, Johnny Isom, for being on the podcast today, along with Mr. Josh and Mr. Hayburn for their behind-the-scenes support of the show. If you have any questions or comments for the show, drop us a line at podcast at mylcs.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Warrior Way podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast services. Until next time, go Warriors.